hi again and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Forward. Today on the podcast, we are having Emily on from It's Become a Whole Thing. You've probably seen her on TikTok. You might have even known of her podcast when I was on the very first episode if you want to go check that out. But she's got a great thing going and she's very similar to me. I, I think it's really fun. I'm friends with all of these pop culture podcast girlies and Troy. And I think it's really cool how all of us are kind of interested in the same stuff. I think a lot of people, if you're getting started on social media or whatever, like, ill. <laughs> anyway, people are like, you got to have a niche. Um, and it's hard to have a niche because, you know, we're not niche individuals. We all have many different things we're interested in. But I find it really interesting that people like me and Emily and a lot of other people in this same pop culture space are interested in, yes, of course, celebrity gossip, but also conspiracy theories and also astrology and tarot card readings and the supernatural and the psychology of diet culture and things like that. And I guess they do kind of all have ties to them, right? Like gossip is kind of reading between the lines. Conspiracy theory is reading between the lines. Tarot card, you know, astrology. It's all kind of like searching and trying to put together the puzzle pieces. Maybe that's inherently a female thing. Maybe it's just like a, maybe it's a cool thing because I have it. So, But at any rate, she's got a great podcast in Patreon where she talks about, of course, celebrity gossip, but also very like, you know, she zooms out on these topics. So she did an episode that she had on a PR like crisis manager on her podcast talking about how to the anatomy of a celebrity scandal was the title of it. And I don't know if you follow Girl Boss Town on TikTok, but I love putting on, you know, basically taking off my tinfoil hat <laughs> and putting on my PR hat and trying to pretend that I'm somebody's like PR manager for a day. I think especially with the Doja Cat, Noah Schnapp, you know, situation on TikTok, which the shortest TLDR, if you didn't know what happened, Doja Cat slid into his DMs. He's 17. He's one of the kids on Stranger Things. And she was like, hey, I like your co-star who's 29. Could you give me his contact details? And he was like, slide into his socials. And she was like, I don't know where his socials are. And he was like, they're right here. Here's a link. And then he shared that screenshot of their DMs on TikTok she was really upset, went on a TikTok live and said that he was like a snake and it was like a power play and a really socially unaware thing for him to do. God. And then people were upset with her because they were like, he's 17, give him a break. So when something like that happens, I'm always like, what would I do if I was Noah? And what would I do if I was Doja Cat? If I was Doja Cat, like, I would probably try to go full send on it and, like, get a sponsorship with, like, Snickers. Is that the brand? And be like, sorry, guys, I wasn't feeling like myself because I didn't have my Snickers or something. Remember when they did those commercials? I would probably just be like, screw it. I already lost here, so I might as well try to get money out of it. And Noah Schnapp, as of today when I'm recording this, posted on TikTok <laughs> a TikTok video of him doing math problems while a Doja Cat song plays in the background. And then he had a pinned comment where he was like, guys, it's fine. I apologize to her. We're cool. I'm still a fan. I like her music. Um, but actually, if I was Noah Schnapp and I, you know, part of me thinks that in that response, he wasn't really cool with it. But if I really was Noah Schnapp and I wanted to fully smooth over the ice and make things better, my PR take... I would have made a TikTok video of me sliding into, oh my God, what's the name? Joseph Quinn. That's the guy that Doja Cat was into. I would have slid into Joseph Quinn's DMs if I was Noah Schnapp and been like, 
hey, you're single, right? Like I'm interested in you for myself. And then I would have posted that on TikTok. And then it would have come across to people like it was a joke. That would have been my olive branch to save Doja Cat's reputation or something like that. But look, anyway, the point stands when celebrities mess up, it's kind of natural for us to put ourselves in their shoes and be like, how would I have done this better? Because we already saw the version where it went wrong. So that's what Emily and I get into today. We kind of... uh, look at it through that lens. So we're going to go over the Ellen scandal, how we would have handled that. We're going to go over the Ariana Grande donut looking incident, just like a whole bunch of these issues. And then we're also going to put together couples that we think should be PR couples, basically like two B-list stars that deserve better. So we should pair them up together and they should be in a fake relationship so they can shoot on up to that A-list scandal. So scandal status status. Sorry, guys, I haven't had my coffee yet today. All right. So without further ado, let's get into it and I will see you at the end of the episode. All right. Hello, hello, and welcome to the podcast, Emily Rose of It's Become a Whole Thing. How you doing? How are you? Hello, hello, Shannon. I'm great. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I talk to my sister, she goes, hello, hello. And then we end phone calls. She goes, goodbye, goodbye. I'm like, okay. (laughs) It's the intro. (laughs) It's on brand. Yeah, I'm like in fluently forward mode. No, I'm great. I'm so excited to sit down and record and, and chat. Yes. Um, we've known each other for what, probably like six months now, more? Yeah, um, six months, I, I guess. I think I met you right at the beginning, like right when I first started posting everything. I, I think you were my first quote unquote internet friend because. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> it, you never had any back in Tumblr or whatever? I never got into Tumblr for no reason at all. It, yeah. I, I, it was just. Well, that's good. You probably avoided. That's where I like learned how to like cut myself and be anorexic. So like, it's not like there's great stuff. I think I think I found like dark corners of YouTube. Like, oh, I had my like dark web moments, but somehow Tumblr like wasn't in the repertoire. (laughs) 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 And like weird chats, like whatever like weird chat websites exist at the time. So I I had my I had my time, but Tumblr wasn't it. Um, But I mean, yeah, you were like the first person who. You know, when you follow each other on TikTok, it's like this. Yeah, we just started chatting, right? In the inbox pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. And then since then, it's like open up the door to this amazing community of just people that it's like, I guess it makes sense that it's like people that are fascinated by human nature are also just really nice to (laughs) hang out with and, and chat with. So. Yeah. But it's fun. I think of uh, yeah. I think of Tori from Ready to Be Petty. You know, folks on Trend Lightly, Celebrity Memoir Book Club, Beyond the Blinds. I'm like, we all funk with each other, and I love it. It's like a little network. We have common interests, <laughs> to yeah. say the least. <laughs> and so I remember, you know, you have a podcast. You have a great Patreon. You push out two episodes a week, right? Yes. Which is insane because you you also still have a nine to five job, right? Yeah, I, I'm. So I started with a nine to five job and now I'm freelancing. Um, it's still nice. insane. And I'm, yeah, <laughs> I know freelancing sounds easy. It's, it's actually harder. Oh no. I I'm working for myself right now and I'm the biggest asshole of a boss that I think I've ever had. I, <laughs> yeah, I think of myself as this boss to myself where it's like, imagine if this was someone else, it would be the type of person that just comes and critiques you and doesn't really <laughs> give you like positive feedback and then just leaves. I'm like, that's. That's the role I take on when I'm freelancing. um, 
I was listening to this like webinar or something because I was like trying to, you know, heal myself via like webinars on like highly sensitive people and stuff. And they said that every time you self-critically think things about yourself to yourself, it releases stress hormones. And I was like, well, fuck me. I feel like I just, you know, unconsciously so many people are used to telling themselves negative things, especially every time I look in a mirror. Are you kidding me? Like so many times throughout the day, you can't help it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. And for me, thinking of myself and that inner voice as a separate person has kind of helped me being like, yeah, why, why would I be, why would I be that rude boss? No one likes having that boss. So why would I do that for myself when it's like a choose your own adventure thing? But yes, yeah, I, I just so happened to be in a job before this that um, just was worse than that. So <laughs> I was just looking for a way out. And it was kind of ironic because on the last day, someone the one friend I had at work was like they found your TikTok and like they're pissed and I'm like I'm like well enjoy because I'm leaving so (laughs) have fun (laughs) yeah I've definitely gotten a lot of rogue slack messages I saw you on TikTok and I'm like did you like what you saw (laughs) yeah (laughs) or did you not well I remember when I first saw you you were doing celebrity content you still are on TikTok but to me what I thought your most fascinating video was and I'd be curious which of yours was the most successful was when you talked about Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello, their paparazzi walks during COVID, which like it just tickled me so much. I loved it. And how they would walk around with empty coffee mugs. And, you know, some people are like, I get this all the time with Taylor Swift. People are like, she would never call the paparazzi on herself. Like she's only seen when she wants to be seen. I'm like, she's not God. Sometimes in five years, there might be a slip up. You know what I mean? The woman um, will stuff herself into a suitcase to not be seen. So <laughs> I think I think it's safe to say that when she's photographed, it's because she wants yeah. to be photographed. I just think of that one line in her um, documentary where she goes, no one physically saw me for a year. And she's so crazy. I mean, I love her, but I could picture her wanting to say that sentence and being like, all right, we're 267 days down. It's got to be 365. No one will physically see me. Um, Or some multiple of 13, you know? Yes. (laughs) 13 times 10 and then on the witching hour. (laughs) And then, but in that video, you just proved like, why would you go for a walk with empty coffee mugs? You're, you're being, you're completely staging it. And I feel like your video was very well received where everyone was like, yeah, it's a, it's a paparazzi walk. It was truly uh, okay, this is so like contrived, kind of kind of overdone at this point. Where people are like, I didn't expect this to go viral. I really didn't expect anyone to care. I just mentioned it haphazardly in another video, and pe- I was like, you know, when people walk around in the pandemic with empty coffee cups, people are like, what are you talking about? And so I, <laughs> I just googled like Sean Camilla pandemic, and and it's just them. I mean, it's them walking with empty coffee cups. But for me, the smoking gun was when they were walking slowly. Like, you know, that zombie walk that they did and they were like, we were taking a meditative walk. I'm like, okay, (laughs) sure, sure, Jan. And so, and so that's when I was like, okay, they were just putting on a show because I guess celebrities, like all of us were getting restless and being like, how can we create a headline? How can we create news? Everything's closed. Totally. The only celebrity thing popping off during COVID was Dumois. Everything else was like shut down. Yeah, but that's it, it true. was interesting. You know, some celebrities decided to go for stumbling zombie walks. Other ones decided that they were going to sing Imagine, you know, like across the board. They were like, yeah, we're going to do something, but we will be talked about. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's it is it is interesting. And I didn't even 
intend to start talking about PR anything. I think I started talking about the Kardashians because it's my hyperfixation. I know it's obnoxious mm-hmm. to a lot of people, and I totally understand why. Um, and then I, I think I mentioned Benefer being fake, and then people are like, what? And, and, and yeah. it just kind of went from there, and I'm like, well, this is one of the many things that interest me, so I guess I'll, I'll dig into the whole PR thing. Um, but since we're talking about favorite videos... I, I love all of your pop culture analyses, but the uh-huh. ones the ones that make me laugh and that stay with me are when you're making little observations about like yourself and life and little quirky <laughs> things that you're like, you know how we all do this thing? And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I, this is this embarrassing thing that I thought only I did. And Wait, you're like, like what thing? Oh my God. I'm trying to even, what? <laughs> You know what I was thinking, you know, like sometimes when you get an idea for a TikTok video, you write it down and I want to make a TikTok video because a lot of these things, maybe it is just me. So maybe I'll say this to you before I make the video. Let me know if it happens to you. (laughs) When you're on a website and you're about to sign up and you're entering, you're like picking a password and the minute you put one character in and they go, it doesn't meet all the requirements. And I'm like, I'm not done typing. I only typed one letter and already the little red text comes up and it's like, it needs to have all the characters. And I'm like, I know, I know. But like, I'm typing it one letter at a time. So I would never meet your high standard requirement. You goddamn bitch. I've already failed. This is like horrible. You, you shamed me. Does that happen to you? I get so mad. I know. You read my mind. I was actually thinking about that this week. I was thinking because it's always in all caps and in red. And it's like, let me talk. It's like someone cutting you off me like wrong. And you're like, I haven't even said it yet. And then it's like weak passwords. Like, look, most of the, most of the time I feel like a weak person. So I'm, I know my password's weak. Weak, I'm, weak. I'm about to put in a special character, okay? <laughs> like, I was like, me- if you would just wait, the exclamation mark always goes at the end. I yeah. was going to put it down there. But now that you're yelling at me, maybe I won't. Like, I take yeah. it so personal. It's crazy. No, it's, it's, it's rude. It's very rude. And you could tell, like, it's probably just some tech guy who's just, you know, programming this in being like, you know, program this for wrong, program this for yes. And it's like, think about the user experience, my fragile self. The UX, baby. You got to have yeah. good UX. Sometimes yeah. if I'm, if I'm PMSing, that password could put me near tears you know what i mean that could ruin my whole day <laughs> yeah well then it's just like close close the website down sorry i yeah i will never use um pinterest ever again bitch oh. <laughs> you know yeah or, or whatever yeah. it is yeah it's it's similarly infuriating when it's like um when it's like okay forgotten password and then you enter it and it's like this is a password you already use and it's like i yes just entered that okay what do you want from me <laughs> doesn't it make you mad or this is another one too when you unsubscribe from an email And then they send you an email to say, great, you've unsubscribed. Motherfucker, I never wanted to hear from you again. And now you're taunting me with the fact that you still have my email address. Rude. I know. Rude. Wow. Do you think there's anything we couldn't take personally? I'm like... (laughs) anything the sun shining the wind blowing I'm like we're we're all in a bit of a state right now I think oh yeah I think absolutely or 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 maybe I don't know maybe we've all been like this and and now it's just being uncovered I I think things are feeling a little extra crazy right now yeah, very short fuses. But but for today, I mean, we are going to pretend to have it all together because I wanted to have you on because you put out so many fantastic episodes. And there's one episode you did. It's number 18. And it's called Anatomy of a Celebrity Scandal. And you had Molly McPherson on and she was a PR crisis and communication expert. 
and someone else that I love on TikTok, Girl Boss Town, baby. Um, all of her talks about like the PR campaign she would do. And I thought we could kind of go through celebrity scandals, talk about how they handled it. And I always love to think if I was this person, what would I have done same, to same. you know be better? Same, same. Yeah. And and that's part of like I, I just put myself in their position like in in like famous people's position for all kinds of things like every time yes. i watch a rupaul's drag race lip sync i think i could do that and like how would i do that i'm delusional yes. i'm not a dancer but i think this in my head <laughs> yeah yeah and i don't know what it is too even in certain interviews and i've definitely gotten shit on for this before and i think there are some ways that i've completely mishandled it like there was a video i made about doja cat that i took down and apologized for because i was giving kind of commentary to her speaking it was when Lori I was gonna say Lori Harvey no it was when Lori whatever it was a YouTuber whose name I'm forgetting and she does videos on plastic surgery analysis of celebrities and she did one on Doja Cat that Doja Cat then reacted to for I think like 30 minutes on YouTube and then Lori took the video down but I was basically saying you know like oh if I was Doja Cat I would have done xyz which you never want to invalidate someone's feelings or say like you shouldn't be upset by this especially all of the shit that celebrities go through too right like yeah it is really frustrating but I do think um and this is aside from Doja Cat anytime a celebrity does anything I think how would I do it differently yeah. right or like I think a lot of Taylor Swift's billboard woman of the year some or sorry woman of the decade award speech and that speech to me was so cringy because she kept speaking about how hard it was to be a woman and how it was so hard for her to get here. You know, she got here all on her own and it was nearly impossible. I want to first thank Billboard from the bottom of my heart for this honor for, whoa, this is going great so far. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. I want to say thank you so much to Billboard for giving me this honor, uh, for naming me as their woman of the decade. And I remember walking away from that speech going, God, I feel like I'm never going to do anything with my life because Taylor Swift is number one. And she's talking about how it was impossible and she had to claw her way up there. I'm like, it was the opposite of an empowerment speech. I left going, well, if it's hard for Taylor Swift, no one could do it. She's so like, this is, I, this is my therapy session, guys. Like, I just need to vent. <laughs> <laughs> I know she writes us all checks. She's like, thanks for listening, guys. Woo, made me feel better. But, um, it was one of those things, too, where I was like, yeah, just from a PR standpoint, I would have advised Taylor not you don't have to say that it's all peaches and glory, but you need to kind of recognize if you're at number one, spend some time talking about the people on the bottom or how we can do things together or the future or stuff like that. So I think about it with every celebrity interview or speech. Yeah, uh, same. And I love analyzing a bit of like the, taking on this sort of like girl boss town role because girl boss, I mean, she's brilliant, like. I think we can all, we can't agree on much as a society, but I think we can yeah. agree. Her mind is brilliant. Um, but I, I almost think of myself as not like her evil counterpart, but maybe like her gremlin counterpart, because I talk about <laughs> PR stuff too, but I'm like talking about how like, you know, the Kardashians are evil and I'm, I'm being hypercritical because that's just who I am. And with her, it's like, she's very favorable to the celebrities like she she's very kind to them and she speaks like very highly of them you know i'm very suspicious of celebs well well yeah she's a company man and the thing about that is that it it as much as it may be i don't know whether it's like contrived or not it comes from like a genuine place where she can say it with a straight face whatever the intention of that is even if i was like 
you know what? I do want more PR packages. I'll try to shine it on. It, it couldn't even like say those words without choking, but she can. So it is authentic in a way. Um, however much, you know, you want to like dig, uh, interpret that. But I, I couldn't do that if I tried. And so <laughs> the result is I don't, I can barely get a PR box, but like, this is just who I am. So here we are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you mean. She, I mean, she's glossy. She's gorgeous. Her nails are always done. She's she's PR. She's a fresh uh, breath of air. And I feel like you and I are little gremlins being like, but what did the government do that was wrong with this or something? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. I called Travis Scott like a murderer on, on the podcast the other day. And like, and like my ghost was like, stop. I'm like, no, but seriously, this happened less than a year ago. Why have we all forgotten? And so and so, yeah, like, but the people that can do that and show up and, and say all that with a smile, I'm like, man, good for you. Because that will get you fast track to the red carpet interviewing people. If I showed up to the red carpet, it'd be so awkward because. <laughs> yeah. I would be like, have you, what did you know about Jeffrey Epstein? Cause everyone says they didn't know him, but I think that in 2003, you hung out with him once. Do you want to talk about it? You're like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'd be we'd be hunting down Taylor Swift and being like, "What happened? What happened with Carly? What happened with Diana?" Help! You're still in the restaurant, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, well, let's get into some of these biggest scandals. Um, and I kind of want to start with one that you talked about in your Anatomy of a Celebrity Scandal episode. You and Molly were talking about the Ellen scandal, which you know we were all there because I mean we were we were all at home, so we were definitely watching. When Ellen got canceled and exposed as a, a real see you next Tuesday. And I remember your guest Molly said that the biggest mistake that Ellen made was not addressing this scandal. She just thought that it would go away and it didn't and it got bigger and bigger. So I have my own thoughts on Ellen. I would love to hear from you. If you were Ellen, what would you have done differently? Um, and for the sake of this, let's just say that you can't go back to birth and be a good person. You have to jump into Ellen's shoes right when the tweet takes off. Oh, this is spicy because I was thinking I've thought a lot about that. Like, I, I'm sure everyone's like up to speed on it. But it, but, you know, yeah. for for anyone who needs a refresher, it was basically one tweet that was like, talk about tell your meanest story about Ellen. And then it was like this kind of comedian who was, wasn't very well known, woke up to like 40,000 retweets and newsworthy. Yeah. It, it was just the tweet that took down the Ellen empire. But I, I've thought a lot about Molly analyzing that situation from her PR crisis expertise. And I was thinking, okay, so the reason why she messed up her response is like the reason why she got into the controversy in the first place. Cause she's like an egomaniac and yeah. fake, but it's like, what's weird is that, Clearly, she was an awful person, and she was faking this whole, be kind, and I'm fun, and I'm dancing. So couldn't you just fake your response to that? Couldn't you just, like, immediately yeah. come in with the brand that you've crafted, being like, I have promoted kindness, and and maybe, um, like, have some montage appear on some other website of all the times you gave, like, a $20,000 check to some orphan. You know what I mean? Like... And but make it not seem like it's coming from you. You know, here's a highlight reel of 19 years of Ellen giving back, that kind of thing. And yeah, if you've been a grifter for 19 years, keep the grift going with the tweet. I mean, how much does it take? Yeah, yeah. And 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 she was yeah, she was so big headed. She was thinking this can't affect me. That I'll be fine. We'll just wait this out. So she said nothing. But you gotta yeah. you gotta step in. Although some people 
don't say anything and they do write it out. So yeah, I know it's, it's gotta be such a careful line to tread, which, and it's funny that you say that because when you say it, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. My initial thought is I actually would have gone, if I was Ellen, I would have steered into that skid because I have this kind of working hypothesis that at the end of the day, what everybody wants is authenticity. They want it more than kindness. They want it more than goodness. They want it more than correctness. They just care a lot about authenticity. And I've seen this pop up. These are like, you know, pieces of evidence to support my kind of wild theory here. But um, Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Donald Trump had people who were so nuts about him and just like gung ho for him. And this was I'm talking this was the 2016 election. I think I think people who voted for him in 2016, I'm like God knows I didn't. But I could understand the appeal, at least from the sidelines of being like, well, he's like a businessman and like maybe would get like an honest, you know, these corrupt politicians. When it comes time for 2020, it's like. I don't know what people were doing voting for him personally, but whatever. But let's take it back to 2016. Hillary Clinton is this, you know, politician, corrupt politician who's been working for a while. And Donald Trump is crazy, but he's authentically crazy. Whatever he says, he does tweet. And even though it's horrible and vile and, you know, you don't like it, you kind of know what's going on inside of his head. And that weirdly made people like him, even though they didn't like him. Yeah. And then I think of Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin from Tiger King. Okay, both people are crazy. Carol Baskin's obviously the better person, right? There's just a rumor that she killed her husband for, for anyone who hasn't watched Tiger King. I don't know, you might want to Wikipedia <laughs> it. But Joe Exotic, people loved him even though he was definitely worse than Carol Baskin. But he was the first one to say hey, I'm grooming this young man and I'm feeding him drugs and my tigers, I'm just here to make money. And even though we, you don't like those qualities, the fact that he was so authentic and honest about it, people were like, do I stand Joe Exotic? Like, why do I want to watch him and fast forward through Carol Baskin? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, and, and that that is very much true. People are just, yeah, they're craving authenticity, even if it means promoting people that are horrible people. Because there, aside from all the political rhetoric, like, I'm sure some people are just tired of, like, this politician pantsuit, like, buttoned up, like, I'm just chilling in Cedar Rapids. Like, you know, <laughs> like, that kind of, like, vibe. And they just wanted someone who's, like, crazy and, like, off the cuff. <laughs> like, who do you want? Someone who, um... I don't know, someone who's like never tweeted a day before in their life and their PR team tweets everything on their behalf or someone who cyber bullies the shit out of Greta Thunberg. And it's like you probably don't want either, but like I guess one of them's real and the other one's fake, but it's like bad real and like yeah. good fake. So like yeah. how do you compare, you know, those two things? So if I was Ellen, I probably would have been like – hate to say it guys, but yeah, sometimes I do have good days. Sometimes I do have bad days. I've worked with so many people over the years that there are a lot of stories. You know, imagine if every bad day you had at work, you were interacting with 200 people and I've had 19 years of working with people, seeing 200 people every day. There have been a lot of bad stories, you know, but and I regret those moments, but I always try to be a better boss. I always try to be a better person. I talk about kindness and I also talk about how I should be more kind myself. You know, I'm not preaching. It's also a lesson that I want to do. So I'm going to be better. But keep in mind that for every bad story you see on Twitter, you know, there's also a lot of good stories because not all my days are bad or something. Yeah. I th Okay. I really think you're on the right track. And I think my sort of 
fake, be be kind, pretend to be kind thing would have worked maybe five years ago. But I think being for Ellen, going back to Ellen, being more authentic, I actually think would be the way to go. And I, I as you were saying your answer, I was remembering this uh, stand up bit that she did where she was talking about how she screwed herself over by being the be kind person. Oh, and and yes. she was and and like and she was like, look, I have bad days, and I um, but I'm the be kind person. And maybe if she could have taken that and just kind of been real and been like, yeah, look, sometimes I I I pigeonhole myself, I put myself into a corner. Maybe even like talked about some of her traumas or or whatever. You know, people like that sort of thing, like vulnerability, authenticity. Shit. Yeah, but being like, yeah, sometimes it was really hard that I created this and I and I didn't know what to do. Like just vulnerability and being like yeah i actually at a certain point maybe 10 years in didn't want to be the be kind lady maybe she could have saved herself maybe people would have been endeared to that i think they could have and then there's also the third path too where she just changes the motto to be horny and she just goes completely (laughs) off the rails and she's like actually to hell with being kind we're only getting slutty here on the ellen show and then she does one last crazy season there's strippers in the audience they're giving out dildos and cars and then like that's how she ends it and then like people she's never forgotten I think it's a good idea. <laughs> why, why not? We're all looking to be entertained. Hire us. Can yeah. we get the GBT stamp of approval on this one? Yeah. <laughs> Can we get the FF iBot stamp of approval put yes. on? <laughs> yeah. No, but it's it's true. It, I think, yeah, either vulnerable, be vulnerable and authentic, quote unquote, you know, as much as that's kind of like overused. Or go full PR. Or just go crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> just be like, I'm going to just take my clothes off and I want you to all take your clothes off. This is now naked news. <laughs> Can you imagine Ellen on her show is like, I really want to address the tweets. And then she just takes off all of her clothes and stands there. <laughs> like no one would talk about the tweets because now you're talking about Ellen's bush. Yeah. <laughs> and people are just looking to make gifts. Gifs. Oh, that's wait, and then and then she says, and then we got to throw the PR relationship to distract. She she takes off all of her clothes, stands there, and then she goes, and I'm dating Big Sean. What? <laughs> now the headlines are talking about Ellen and Big Sean. <laughs> okay. We he is a throuple with me and Portia, and we're finally ready to be open and honest about our lives. <laughs> I think we should get high. Okay, so we solved. So we solved Ellen. We did it. Um, we have a couple other scandals here on the list. Here's one that I'm curious about. It's kind of a little bit of like a low stakes scandal, but I thought it was funny. Ariana Grande licking a donut. Isn't it funny what was so scandalous back in the day? (laughs) You would have thought that she actually like beheaded a few people. Seriously. Seriously. And, and it was somewhat similar for a while with Miley Cyrus. Like they, but they were both these Disney kids and... They were sort of the last, like, group, cohort of, like, Disney kids that were, like, expected to just keep that squeaky clean image. In yeah. and, and now I think everyone's like, oh, my God, you guys are all messed up and maybe we should just back off all of you. Um, but, yeah, they barely did anything. They didn't do anything really bad to anyone else. I mean, licking a mm-hmm. donut, slightly unpleasant for the next person to eat the donut. They're actually not even going to know. Every time we go out to get food, we don't know that the person washed their hands or that there's, like, a sanitary issue out back. Like, we are, like, willfully ignorant to that type of stuff. So Ariana Grande licking a donut is, like... 
maybe I'm like a little bit unhygienic and a messed up person, which you know, check one, check two. But yeah, I I was like, okay, she looked a donut. There's still people to this day that are like, it has health consequences. It actually could be considered a form of assault because like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what the hell? Like, have none of you guys made out with someone at the club that you just met? And yeah, also, what do you, what do you really think is going on in every restaurant? Do you think they're squeaky clean? Like, uh, no way. Or, or to all the Karens, maybe sometimes you've had your food spat in, you don't even know. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, but, and also there's a lot of people that would probably like pay for like an auction of that donut. So, <laughs> oh, if Ariana Grande shit on a donut, there would be men lining up to buy it. So I think yeah. spit is like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And okay. So yeah. 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 It was, and it was her, her only controversy for so long and it, it, it stayed with her. Isn't that good? Which, like, how funny. Um, okay, so let's say you are put into Ariana Grande's shoes and underneath her ponytail. It's the day after the donut gate licking incident. How are you going to handle it? Oh, man. Uh, I think... <laughs> I like under the ponytail. <laughs> get, get under those cat ears. <laughs> get between them. Oh God, remember when she kept wearing those cat ears? Well, that was kind of the era. I'm trying to picture that time. Yes, but it I, was. I think... Well, am I remembering this correctly? Did she go on SNL and do a monologue about how it wasn't that bad of a scandal? Ooh, I don't know if I remember that. I remember she did put out some initial statement, and in it she basically said that, like, Americans were, um, like, fat and unhealthy, and she wasn't a fan of America. Oh. <laughs> Let me try to find the exact uh, Ariana Grande donut. <laughs> I just remember because everyone was like, oh, damn, savage. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was a security camp. <laughs> It was a it was a shop and it was a security camera that caught her licking it, which by the way, it was it was really just um it, you know, it was a tiny lick. It wasn't like I don't know. It wasn't like she took the whole thing, put it in her mouth and then regurgitated it or wasn't something a like that. Goobery goobery lick. Oh, and have you heard the rumors that Scooter Braun was the one who released the footage to TMZ because Ariana Grande was thinking of leaving his management and he wanted to keep her there? Oh, I believe it. Well, they parted ways for a while, so and and I know Scooter Braun's a shady guy, so I I would yeah. not put it past him. Although, right? hot, although hot take, I really don't think he's as bad as people make him out to be. That is uh no I agree with you too like sometimes business is business and he's I think he's like a shitty business I think he's a he's a businessman with some shitty morals but like that's that's I know like a lot of guys in New York like that but that okay so exactly that's it I think he's your average business guy like I don't think they're great people how many like how many like heads of record companies or like managers of like multi-million dollar industries are like great people you know he's just a shrewd you know what i think too like like yeah scooter scooter braun not great but taylor swift really you know put him through the ringer with all of her stuff which like maybe he was trying to fuck her with the music stuff who knows whatever but also do you think like the ceo of bp do you think the ceo of um i don't know like popeyes like there are just it blows my mind how people get so upset right they're like you know, that influencer is spending $6 on coffee. She needs to give back. She's way too privileged. Scooter Braun is evil. I'm like, there are so many people 
10 times worse than this that nobody's talking about or really asking demands of or holding them accountable because nobody's thinking about them. The CEO of Ikea, just looking around, people at Apple who got me this mouse, you know, like Steve Jobs is a piece of shit, but nobody's talking about him because Taylor Swift's not mentioning him and his face isn't on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and like you you never really hear anything good about record labels. Like you never hear like, no. yeah, they treat their artists incredibly. And like we we're on TikTok and to see like us having these like minor kind of like so-called scandals, it's like I couldn't even imagine like how many scandals are happening like behind closed doors every day. Like I've gotten in trouble for saying like that I don't think Taylor Swift shouldn't should have been as public or as kind of like get get him Swifties. Like just about yeah. about the whole Scooter Braun thing. And not to say that she shouldn't stand up for herself. I do appreciate that she's trying to take her fame and like change the record label industry. Well, she's trying, let's be honest. She's taking her fame and she's trying to use it for her betterment. I don't think yeah. that, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, But I just think, look, this is the type of thing where you get the best lawyers that you can pay for because you can pay for the best and, and yeah. have them fight your battles and leave like all the 13 year olds that are going to be sending death threats to like Scooter Braun and his like <laughs> wife at the time, call them off like <laughs> at yeah. a certain point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think that certain, I don't know, the the toxicity of your fan base is a little bit dependent on you. I think you get to have a bit of a say in that. Yeah. So I am very excited to talk about our partner for this podcast, Athletic Greens. So I've been wanting to take AG1 for a while now, mainly, mainly because I think anyone who's drinking something that's green is cool. Any like liquid that isn't, you know, clear, I just think that there's something like fascinating about it. So I have been lusting after Athletic Greens for a long time. So every day this week, I've been taking AG1. What it works is you take one scoop of uh, their powder and you put it in water and you shake it up and drink it and it has this kind of like tropical citrusy taste um, and for me why I really like it is that I used to take vitamins every day in the morning probiotics you want to do like cranberry pills you want to do stuff for um, your focus I felt like I was geriatric I was taking like 12 different pills every day and it took a while to swallow them all so i really like athletic greens because it's just a great way to start your day with a drink rather than a million and a half vitamins so to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase so all you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com fluently forward once again that's athleticgreens.com slash fluently forward. And you too can take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Um, I'm okay, so I wanna go back to the whole Ariana Grande donut gate and like what we would have done reaction. Oh yeah, wait, can I read you her um quote? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do. Okay. So <laughs> Okay, so this is her full statement. Wait, let's click on it and see if it's still up. Oh. Okay, sorry. Her tweet has been deleted, but there was a little bit of the quote here in which she writes, food is very important to me and I sometimes get upset by how freely we as Americans eat and consume things without giving any thought to the consequence that it has on our health and society as a whole. 
And it's just like, okay, talk about taking a donut molehill and turning it into a Michelle Obama eat healthier school lunches mountain. Like, what are you, what, nobody was even asking you about that. No, but like. You licked a donut and it was in a sign of protest of how Americans eat. Like, what's going on? But like, Michelle Obama was like in the garden with kids. Ariana Grande's like, you peasants are fat and ugly. Like, that's, <laughs> like she did not need to take that angle. Uh, can you imagine if the people are like, Ariana Grande, what's your statement? And she's just like, none of you ugly bitches will ever fuck me. Yeah. And she'd like drop the mic, you know? It's like, oh my God. And like, yeah, I love Ariana Grande, Ariana Grande, but I can kind of imagine that that's a bit of who she is behind closed doors. I don't think she's like the cuddliest person, but okay. Yeah. I, I think at the time and still kind of now she has a bit of this sort of like, y2k kind of like nostalgic sort of poppy fluffy kind of image wouldn't have been funny if she revived something like lip smackers or like one of those types of things and did like a donut scented like yes like lip gloss or something flavored lip smacker and like her tongue would be like running over it yeah and people would be like maybe like scandalized but like i'm sure it would have sold out Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, this scandal was funny enough that it could totally be memefied, right? You know how you have the Charlie D'Amelio drink at Dunkin' Donuts? Get, let's get an Ariana Grande donut over there in Dunkin' Donuts. Let's even get a little bit of a partnership with um, USPS and have everybody licking their stamps. And it's a picture of Ariana's face with a donut on it and you have to lick it or something like that. Like, y- you could do something fun and make some money off of this scandal, I think. <laughs> yes. I think both these ideas can make someone money. I Lick think, it if you like it. I, th- I think we're on to something with these solutions and i think uh people should go to girl boss town um get you know take stock of everything and then if that doesn't work go to the deranged <laughs> ideas <You. laughs> what's kind of- um what's that airline where they're t- where they're tag they're number two so their motto is like we try harder <laughs> oh <laughs> if girl boss town is busy <laughs> we're sometimes here <laughs> yeah 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 if you want the completely unhinged <laughs> version of ideas but ones that hey still might make you a buck come to us well i still remember my one of the first pr moves that i did on tiktok was for madison beer because oh you you got in trouble for that oh yeah dude that was one of like the many scandals (laughs) oh my god i have scandals of my own yeah (laughs) i was basically making a video that went pretty viral talking about how and I think Madison Beer could be an incredible pop star. I don't know why she isn't. I, she, obviously, she looks phenomenal. I love her music. And she has really creative concepts for music videos, but she always looks perfect in them. Even yeah. the scene where she's crying, it's just an aesthetic tear going down her yeah. face. And, um, you know, when I think of Taylor Swift or Olivia Rodrigo, once again, it's that authenticity that people are just like so nuts about. So anyway, so I think that's important. So I was like, I think Madison Beer should like be posting photos with pit stains, a little bit of a camel toe, like showing how sweaty she is. I'm like, it could be a total PR campaign where it's like, I'm like, what do you want from me? Here's my pit stain. You guys complained for so many years. Here's a camel toe. And it would just be a carousel of like her different camel toes. And she'd be like, fuck you guys. Here you go. Fine. You you said that you wanted it. You wanted me to be real. Here it is. Here's my upper lip hair. But she got so mad. And like, I don't even think that's that bad of a thing to say. Like, I kind of think of her as like the same category of like Anne Hathaway back in the day where it's like Mm. they didn't really do anything wrong. But I think they were just like kind of uncomfortable in their skin. So that just reads as like weirdly overly perfect even though everyone hated them and they were never they never had stories of really being horrific people 
you know? Yeah, and it, it's so twisted how nowadays if, if somebody doesn't like someone, they will search the internet high and low to find a reason of one bad thing that they did do and then be like, okay, so now I get to say whatever I want about them because they did tweet this three years ago or they kind of messed up the sentence of that a week ago, so uh, they're they're horrible, and now I get to hate them. And it's like, uh, why can't you just be honest? Sometimes I skip over Madison Beer videos because she's pretty and she makes me feel ugly. And she doesn't make me feel ugly. I make me feel ugly because I have thoughts going on in my head and she's done nothing wrong. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And my, I don't know. I, I just, for some reason, every time I, I see her, I just, I, I don't know if I'm just like projecting or whatever, but I see this insecurity that I think a lot of people that are like that gorgeous kind of have because my theory is like they've always been validated externally and like so they just it's like they don't really they're not they don't really have something to rely on like I had to really build a sense of humor growing up I did not I did not peak early (laughs) and so I'm really glad about that now because I can fall back on this personality that I had to craft out of out of necessity but I don't think she ever did or people that are that when perfect you're, when you're sitting alone at the lunch table you have a lot of time to work on yourself you know what I mean yeah like, when I got to 17 I think of middle school yeah when I got to 17 I'm like so no one's asked me out like those teen mags said that they would um <laughs> Yeah, when you don't, when you stay home because you don't have a date for prom. Well, there's three hours you have to work yeah. on building character development. It's just like... there, yeah, that then I'm gonna go home and memorize Monty Python sketches in my basement, which is what I used to do. Yes, dude. Yes, to Monty Python. How many times did I walk around the house with coconuts? You know. Um... <laughs> oh man, I think I think we uh, we would have we would have been friends. I think. I never got props, but I I would learn the sketches. Dude, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. No doubt. Okay. Well, I'll ask you since this is a little bit of like a you know spontaneous topic to come up. If you had to give Madison Beer advice um, for how she could really make it as a pop star and kind of appeal to more women, even though women are you know insane and we just kind of do sometimes dislike people who are naturally flawless. Um, oh, and I'll give my last piece of advice. I would have her do something with her hair. Um, I think of Melanie Martinez with the different types of hair. I think of Billie Eilish. Um, I think of something like that. I think if Madison Beer dyed her hair like a crazy color or something like that, it would just get a little bit more eyeballs on her and maybe take away from a little bit of that like ideal standard of beauty and have people focus on the music, which I know sounds crazy, but I just think from a PR standpoint, it could be cool. No, I, I, I agree. And, and for me, like my first idea was to think of like her kind of like opening up about her mental health, which she has a little bit because that's kind of it's very buzzwordy right now. But then I think it might come off a bit like Kendall Jenner, like even not just yeah. not just the I have acne thing <laughs> selling. Uh, what is it? What was that? Uh, proactive. Proactive. But yeah. but even OK, this is going to sound maybe terrible. But like when she was like, I need to be open about that. I have anxiety. And I was like, OK, come on. Like I have anxiety. Too. We That's called being alive. Like I know yeah. that also that is like real. I know that that's real. Look, I am in that boat. I have meds for it. Like I get it. But her being like, I'm going to do this whole series about me and like my struggles and I'm like you have acne and anxiety like welcome to, <laughs> welcome to the world <laughs> yes 
So, but it's also the Maslow's hierarchy, right? Like the the pyramid of needs, and so many of these celebrities are so out of touch. Kendall Jenner's anxiety might be, "What if I look fat at the Met Gala?" Right? Someone else's anxiety is. I am working paycheck to paycheck trying to do everything and I don't know if I can. You know what yeah. I mean? So like even underneath the spectrum of anxiety, there there are more privileged takes of anxiety versus, you know, a harder to de- deal with anxiety struggles. Yeah. And like even the real problems Kendall Jenner has, like people trying to break into her house, which is like horrifying. She could spend $1 million a year on yeah. security. She could have... 30 security guards just arming, like surrounding her place. So, like, even then, it's kind of like, well, you do have solutions. But as for Madison Beer, I'm thinking maybe if she kind of it leaned into like when the high fashion route, like, did kind of like what Kim has been doing with Balenciaga, like, paired up with a fashion oh, house yeah. and then was just like, did runways and had these like editorial fashion shoots. Like, she is beautiful. So, I think if she's like, look, guys, I'm being vulnerable, like, I don't think it would really read well. But if she was like, look, I'm just going to be a gorgeous model, kind of like a um, Bella Hadid kind of vibe, I think that could work. Dude, yes. Exact kind of, that's kind of steering into the skit of it's like you think I'm flawless. I'll give you flawless. Yeah. Boom. I'm on a magazine cover. Yeah. Look at me now. Yeah, yeah. And, and it seems like designers now all want celebrities to join them and, and hop on a runway. Yeah. I'm sure, sure she could get in on a runway, no problem. So, and then, you I know, love that. do like a paper magazine, do like a weird paper magazine editorial shoot. Yeah. Team up with Julia Fox one weekend, wear a bunch of her denim outfits and stuff yeah. like that. That could be fun. Yeah. That's the kind of like quirkiness that she could do that I think wouldn't be cringy. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Interesting. Yeah. Cause here's the thing. You can be hot. And I like it when celebrities are hot. It's when they try to be hot and relatable that I, th- I find really frustrating. Or when they try to be rich and relatable. When Kim Kardashian says that everyone needs to get up off their ass and work. I have the best advice for women in business. Get your fucking ass up and work. You know, a model talks about how much they love eating pizza. And it's like, okay, you either get to be the top 1% or you get to be the 99%. But you can't say that you're being both at the same time. It just comes across as so, uh, I don't know, yeah. Yeah, if you're going to be unattainable, be unattainable like eye candy for all of us and make interesting art out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Totally, dude. Okay, um, there's a couple different ones we have on here. One of the things that I want to get to is this idea of PR couples. And we talk about PR couples and how sometimes they're together to distract, they're together to bump up their celebrity status, they're together to promote a project. I've always thought that Normani could really benefit from a PR relationship. I mean, think of another Fifth Harmony member that it might have worked out for with uh, Camille and Sean. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, if Normani and Jack Harlow did one single together and then pretended that they were, like, a PR couple for three months, I feel like it could really help bump her up. And she's just so freaking talented, um, especially if they did some performance together. I know she's really good at dancing. So I'd love to know when, well, do you envision happening? Yeah, I think, well, like, with Normani, I know she's famous, but I still think she's so underrated. Like, to me, she's, like, a full-package pop star. Like, she's such a good dancer. Like, her songs are so catchy. She's gorgeous. She's done, like, the Savage Fenty fashion show, which is one of my, like, comfort watches. Um, And and I'm just like, why is she not? I don't know. I I want her to be one of those people that you have to hear about, like, all the time. but anyway, I, I hope she gets there. So anything that could raise her profile and everyone loves Jack Harlow. So um, 
yeah, that's that seems like a good pairing. Although his star is kind of starting to fall a little bit, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think, I don't know, did you see when he was at, was it a golf tournament or a horse race or something, and he had those, The Kentucky Derby. Yes, the, yeah. secu- the security guards carrying him uh, over the mud, <laughs> and it was just like... To, to, it was just like two black men like carrying him over like just carrying him and and even though it was like these were his security guards i'm sure he didn't like specifically rally two black men but it's like did you not think about the optics of this very public moment of you literally being carried like you're a like master of this like you know southern event you know should, well see i think when he was being carried he kind of looked like a little kid who was like being yes. picked up and reprimanded you know it was a little bit less like hoisting someone above your shoulders and like egyptian you know type of thing there but it was a little bit more of like he was being like a little kid and stuff like that he basically had a week where that happened and then he was like messing with some camera at a basketball game and then something else happened and it just it all happened within the same week and everybody was like actually fuck jack Carlo. Yeah, yeah. And then and then his album got all those bad reviews and they were like, actually fuck Jack Harlow. Yeah. So yeah. I, I maybe him from Normani, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. I, I paired that uh that video with the audio of like, I'm just a baby. <laughs> I'm just a baby. Because he did a little baby. He, he did he did look like a little baby. But yeah, yeah, I think yeah, he was really hot and like now people are getting disenchanted. But I don't know. He can still probably get back into the spotlight. Um okay, so I was thinking totally. about what PR couples I would create. And I was thinking, wouldn't it be funny if you had two celebrities that like everyone kind of agrees are just really cringy and you like pair them together to make kind of like a super villain? <laughs> like, okay, like, yeah, like, like, like Demi Lovato and Jake Paul. Shut <laughs> up a hundred, a 100%. And, like, and Demi and Jake box each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like just the antics. I mean, Jake Paul, I think, like, the whole Tana Mojo thing was a train wreck. But we all watched <laughs> that train wreck, or I did, at least. And But, like, Demi, time. Demi Lovato is not someone who you would think would be in the same orbit as Jake Paul. But they love controversy. They love courting controversy. So, and yes. everyone would be talking about it. Everyone would be scratching their heads. Or you put the weird quirks together. Like, I'm picturing Austin Butler dating Bella Hadid, and he's doing the Elvis Presley voice, and she's going, ciao, Bella, ciao, Bella. And it's just like, what? They found each other in this in this godforsaken world, and they're not using their real voices. I love this runway, no? Do you love it? I love being in Europe, yeah. <laughs> he, he was quite a hound dog, no? I think he was a hound dog. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Like, and they just can't like get out of character. <laughs> they're both just talking yeah. to each other and they're, they're, these personas they've created. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because as much as, as much as everyone would be like, oh my God, we hate this. We would be like watching it. Like it's on fire. We would be just <laughs> glued to the channel. Oh Yeah. I mean, like the Frenemies podcast, I'm, I still am so sad every day that it got canceled because I'm like, yeah, train wreck every single week. Sign me the fuck up. It was, it was such a good pairing. It was so good. (laughs) I know. But it was, it was kind of like, it was, it was so fragile. (laughs) They really were Frenemies. I I guess I didn't think about it too much at the time. And then when it happened, I was like, all right, I guess this was bound to happen. Trisha Paytas is, 
she she is another train wreck. Hey everyone. Um Ah, I'm already crying. I'm gonna try and do this with composure. That just you know, I can't walk like look she away. She should from, date so. Demi Lovato. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. Take <laughs> any celebrities that would just like make those like top 10 cringe or whatever you know most hated celebrity list like and just but pair them together what? Demi Lovato um and Demi Lovato was seen out on a date with Tana Mojo I think or or partying with her in New York City or something like that this was like a year or two ago okay yeah I think but like okay so yeah I, I mean that would work and I think that would get people talking but Tana Mojo I think because she's just so upfront about who she is I don't maybe this is out of touch but I don't think she's necessarily hated because I think people are like yeah we we know what we're getting you know she's like yeah I'm yeah. a disaster wait, wait I have it <laughs> Demi Lovato and Matthew Morris from Glee Mr. Yeah. Schuster oh my god <laughs> yes I think that could kind of work I think people would be like okay makes sense you know yeah yeah kind yeah. of like that kind of musical theatery energy like everyone loves to make fun of that kind of musical theater energy of people yes yeah 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 i love cbd and i like to use cbd in good times and bad times and in sickness and in health and when i talk about using cbd the main questions i get from people are when do you use it and what do you use it for there's kind of two main scenarios that I personally like to use CBD and my preferred method is gummies. One would be when I have too much coffee and nothing will take the jitters away, I pop a CBD gummy. And then the second will be at around 4 p.m. when I'm totally burnt out, but I still have an hour of work to do, I will take a CBD gummy and then just breeze through emails in a very blissed out state. The company that I like to use for CBD is called Next Evo Naturals. They have this technology called SmartSorb technology that improves CBD's ability to be absorbed. So it gets into your system in as little as 10 minutes because nobody has ever been stressed out and wanted to cure it in six hours. So if you want to find out if CBD is right for you, you can try Next Evo Naturals. They have capsules, gummies, mints, and topical creams. And you can get 25% off your first order of $40 or more at nextevo.com with promo code FLUENTLY. That's 25% off at nextevo.com, promo code FLUENTLY. Okay, let's take a look at... um. Oh, this was something I would love for you to walk me through because you dropped this in here and I was not even, I mean, you kind of summed it up in the sentence and I wasn't even aware that this happened. You said how Marilyn Manson was caught in a huge scandal and blamed for the Columbine shooting, which was ridiculous. But, you know, later on, it turned out that he was like a horrible person. How was he blamed for the Columbine shooting? I haven't heard of this. So it was one of those things. So it's really crazy to think about now because now it's like unfortunately every day another mass shooting like it, that's the crazy world we live in but like Columbine literally Columbine was like a moment it was kind of the it was the first really big one and it was one of those ones that there were so many like movies documentaries like people were just like so fixated on it and it's so sad that now that wouldn't even be remotely possible because there have been like I think 300 in the U.S. this year yeah. And 
people were looking for answers and there was this huge thing of like Marilyn Manson is evil and satanic. Oh, it's because the kids were kind of goth and they listened to Marilyn Manson mm. and they played video games. So they were like, it's the video games and it's the satanic music that they were listening to. And people were like burning Marilyn Manson CDs, which puts you in the time it was that people were burning CDs. And it was like, yeah. like if you Google like Marilyn Manson Columbine, like there's so much literature on it. And it's just, it's something that like I completely forgot about. And then when all the scandal came out about him recently, I was like, oh my God, he actually is evil i wouldn't use that lightly but it's not like it's not your everyday me too moment it's like literally like horrific like i i'm not like i'm not like a religious but i would say somebody's ass yeah yeah but i would say like if i believed in something being satanic i would call this satanic and so i'm like well you know (laughs) the christian moms i don't know if it's like a broken clock is right twice a day (laughs) but like i still don't think he like caused have you seen those um (laughs) well have you seen those videos of like the uh christian moms explaining why like monster energy drinks are bad for you because they'll be like the three prongs of like the devil's trident are here and like monster if you rearrange the letters spells like satan licks my asshole so if you also turn this can upside down it looks like a missile so that's how he's speaking and you're like what i've i've if i get really high and i watch those videos i'm like yeah she's speaking facts (laughs) well every time i see them i'm like is this what i sound like as a swifty like (laughs) is this what i sound like being like i know a project's coming next month i just know it because the date lines up with this tweet and this this instagram picture (laughs) and i once oh my god oh my god i once i'm gonna air myself out one time I I had this feeling that a project was coming from her and I just I called a friend and it was like I forgot it was like the middle of the work day and he's not even a Swifty and he put me on speaker with like the whole office and I was like you do, I just need to tell someone this I've put I figured it out and, and, and I went on for 20 minutes he's like you've been on speaker like the office is very entertained by this I was like I deserve this <laughs> like you were were you serious. right was your theory correct uh, I think, I think so. I think it was like, um, maybe it was yes. like leading up to the Miss Americana documentary. I think it was something, something like that. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. But, but still it was just, it was one of those moments. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then I've been wrong about you, some of the you things. You like see yourself outside of your own body and I'm you're like, like, oh, I'm like, yep. Yep. This is what, <laughs> this is what happened. I yeah. called my friend at their serious job, forgetting that it was in the middle of the work day. And I was like. <laughs> need need to need to get this off my chest. I've put it together. I mean, you, were, you were hard at work too, in my mind. It's just a different type of work. It was pro bono. <laughs> but not, still work all the same. Not all heroes wear capes. Like I'm just out here doing the Lord's work. <laughs> Some go on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's cover one last um thing here. And I'm I'm gonna have you pick in between the last two scandals here. Let's go for, we have the Olivia Jade faking her way into college scandal, and then we have Tiger Woods cheating slash sex addiction scandal. Which one do you want to do? Um, ooh, okay, so to be, okay, 
I <laughs> I had a thought about the whole Britney kissing Madonna thing, which was not in the options <gasps> yes. that you listed. No, let's do that. Okay. Let's do that. But you, you mentioned discussing that scandal, and I had this probably stoned epiphany of like... Less epiphany, but more of just a, a thinky thought. Um, okay, so, like, so they had the scandal for like kissing. And I realized like... Wait, which by the way, can you walk people down what year it was and how the kiss happened for anyone who might not know about the Madonna Britney kiss? Because I think it was the VMAs and I think it was like the early 2000s. They were performing um, Me Against the Music maybe and like there was an award yeah. being given out. It was and 2003. Madonna, 2003, yeah, and Madonna and Britney Spears kiss. And, it, you know, it was more than, like, a little peck. It was a little bit of, like, an open mouth situation. Um, yeah. And anyway, that was about it. But that photo, I've seen it, like, 3,000 times in my life. Everybody was shook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, for me, I mean, first of all, I want justice for Christina Aguilera because they kissed, too, and no one talked about it, and I felt bad for her. Um <laughs> I was like, she was in the same outfit. Like, there was a little less tongue, but, like, give her some credit. Um, that's an aside. <laughs> but I was thinking, okay, uh-huh. like, it was such a scandal because it was like, oh, my God, they kiss, and people are like, there's kids watching. Um, how dare you put your sexuality, like, in front of our children who are watching the VMAs at, like, <laughs> 10 p.m. I know, right? Um, but I was thinking, if that happened now, like, if pop stars did that now, it would be a scandal because people would call it queer baiting. Oh <laughs> my god. Dude, how much has things changed just in the one generation that we've not even a generation, just in the time that we've been alive where yeah, it was like kissing is sinful and wrong and then it turns into that's queer baiting and taking advantage of a disadvantaged community that we are trying to uplift and protect and it's like that wow that happened in like yeah just a di- over a little bit over a decade yeah and they would need to like quickly come out as bisexual and be like no no, no like <laughs> i i meant to say this the whole time and <laughs> you know to cover their yeah, tracks th- this <laughs> this was actually me. You know, they would, they would have to like switch to like a rainbow logo on their Instagram. They'd yeah. be like, actually, that was me coming out. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. I was sending a message. Yeah. I, and so, I, yeah, I was just thinking like it's so crazy that things things change. I mean, I don't think anything Britney Spears does now could be a scandal because we're all just like rooting for Britney and we're like, dear thing, you know, you just need to heal and yeah. like figure out the world. But like if it was just two other pop stars like doing that now, people would be outraged. Because would be they'd be like this Which is queer baiting. Thinking about like steering into the skid, I do wonder. You know, you have HRH collection getting popular, people kind of liking people being a little bit unhinged and politically incorrect, incorrect online. How funny would it be? If, you know, in today's day and age, Madonna and Britney Spears kiss. Everybody says it's queer baiting, and Britney makes a statement that says it was. I only kiss girls to turn on boys at high school parties. I'm like, that's the end of the statement. Part of me would be like, all right, hats off to you. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, just because yeah. it would be so unexpected. Well, we like people to just like own it, but they, they, they would have gotten probably skewered for that. But I would have been like, I'm a fan. If you're like, look, I did this for money. I'm trying to sell out. I'm trying I to did like- this for money and attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would have so much respect for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, it would be kind of iconic if Kim Kardashian changed her Instagram bio to read, I do things for money and attention. And like, that was just it. It would be like, wow, that's a, that's really a good elevator pitch. You really nailed it in like nine sentences or nine words or less. Yeah. That would, that would be a good move. Cause I think I just saw a video 
last night. I, I, you know the TikTok account Cozy. I think it's Cozy Akili. I think it's pronounced. But it's this guy in a oh, hoodie. Oh yeah, he, yeah. He's brilliant. But he was like, Kim is just fucking with us at this point. He's like, I'm pretty sure she just watches TikToks and knows that we're just analyzing every move. So she just put on this weird robot mask and w- went to dinner with it just to fuck with us, just to do random things. And I'm like, yeah, she she would. So. Yeah, if she, and she has owned yes, the fact that she's 100%. like she's like yeah I don't care I'll be naked yeah I'll put this like she she is kind of shameless so <laughs> yeah I would respect her more if she was just like yep it's all for money yeah. I have no morals. I agree and I know who you're talking about I and I love his videos too but I think he just recently f- followed zero people on TikTok because we used to follow each other and I wanted him to come on and I was like he I think he posts videos like like only a few times a month but they're good. Yeah. Well, Cozy Akili, if you're listening, (laughs) he could still, you know. I'm sorry. I think my network. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's following four people. Interesting. Um, But yeah, and I think too, like the Kardashians, there's no way they're ever going to be relatable ever. The only way to really get um, or the way that they have been getting successful, I think, is steering into the skid, skid and saying, fuck the general public. I fly in a private jet. Sorry, we're not alike. And I think more people honestly would like them for that. Yeah, just lean in. <laughs> yeah. just All right. I know we're at the hour here. Before we close out, I would love it if you actually plugged a little bit of like your Patreon and things like that. Because obviously you cover celebrity topics, but you also cover a lot of just... Um, you and Shannon Burns were talking about like celebrity movie tropes and character types and things like that. And I just like love the way that your mind thinks and comes up with podcast topics because it does focus on celebrities and gossip, but you also focus a lot just on like cultural zeitgeist items that I find really cool. That's so nice. Okay, listeners, I just want you I guys to know it. I just want you guys to know to all the listeners of Fluently Fort, Shannon is the nicest, like, most supportive person. Like, really, it's so, no, it's so sweet of you. And, like, and I do. I'm holding up a gun on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dance. Yeah, no, but but um, I I do think of it as kind of, like, tapping into the zeitgeist because there is a bit of pop culture, but I also get into, like, cults, new agey type of stuff, like diet culture, and it's really just, like, peeling mm-hmm. back the curtain. Like, there's what people are saying publicly, and then there's reading between the lines. So that's yeah. sort of, like, the through line of everything that I do, because it's basically just whatever my scattered mind wants to talk about, and those are kind of, like, the central themes that I tend to come back to. So, yeah, I have a podcast and a Patreon called It's Become a Whole Thing, and there's where did the name come from by the way uh i was just looking for things that like <laughs> a whole thing like or a half a thing? yeah yeah i was looking for whole things <laughs> i think it was going to be like it's it's a thing or um it's a whole thing i was just looking for handles that hadn't been taken and yeah and this is actually this runs a little deep but Actually, I'll just, I, I guess I've, I've never, I don't think I've even talked about this on, on my podcast, but I, I, shit, listen up everybody, crank, crank the volume right now. I say something like so scandalous and get canceled. No, um, but you, you fart into the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. Um, I think, um, well, okay. So it's become a whole thing. I like big scandals and I love analyzing them, but as for myself, I'm such a hard ass on myself. I can be such a perfectionist on myself. And it's kind of like sometimes I really just need this reminder of like 
it's already whole. It's already done. It's already fine. Like for mm. myself and my work, like it is whole. It does not need to be improved upon and I don't need to be my own like make work project. So it's kind of like that reminder to myself. And also like, I think it's just a little bit of like a tongue in cheek sort of thing. Like it's, it's kind of like, it just makes people like stop and kind of be like, Oh, it's become a whole thing. Like, I don't know. It's sort of like, um, I think of like the name fluently forward and it's sort of, it's interesting because it's kind of like intangible in some ways, but then it also means so much and really captures like what you're about, like your essence. Well, that's nice of you to say it was a Tumblr URL I had in high school and never got rid of, but, um, (laughs) um, but also what I like about it's become a whole thing is that like when I think of like these celebrity mishmashes and stuff, I'm like, oh, it became a whole damn thing. And then even Cam with her podcast, What I Will Say, I find myself saying the phrase, what I will say really often. And I also say the phrase, it's become a whole thing pretty often. And like, they, I just really like how they apply. Yeah. Yeah, actually. And I think in the months leading up to me, even before I even had started posting, it was just something that I was compulsively saying as like a stock answer to everything. It was like, this happened. It's become a whole thing. Like just, yeah, <laughs> everything's just become a whole thing. It's sort of like me just like eye rolling at like <laughs> life being crazy. So yeah. Um, and, and, and also because like, I don't really want to put myself into too much of a limited box like I really want to dance around to different topics so that's why it's nice to have a more generic it's not like pop culture today or you know (laughs) so so yeah I have a weekly podcast weekly patreon um I'm on tiktok when I have the nerve to post which (laughs) I take time I know it gets wild out there sometimes yeah 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 Yeah, so that's uh and I do oh and uh, I guess since I'm in self-promo mode, I do astrology readings as well. So I do birth, yes. I do birth chart readings and I do a bit of tarot. So, yeah. Can I selfishly ask you something astrologically? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I've heard from people before that like your rising sign or your ascendant can kind of factor in with your physical appearance. And I am a Scorpio rising, but I feel like I don't look like a Scorpio rising. When people say that, do they mean it literally or do they just mean more of like, oh, your vibe, like your essence? It, it can mean different things. Like they're specific. Sometimes it's, it is very specific. So like Pisces rising tend to have these like big watery eyes. I'm a Pisces rising. Like, Ah. and, and like, I don't say this as a compliment to myself, but I've heard people call it resting nice face. And I feel like my face is like, even if I'm like uncomfortable or like you know people just come up to me on the street and I'm like no 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 but but my face is reading like yes approach me ask me questions so there's that but there's certain rising signs there's a couple that are have these sort of babely qualities about them and Scorpio rising specifically it's more of like there's this magnetism because Scorpio is like very mysterious and so even if you might not feel like a mysterious person yourself you'll sort of draw people in like people will be sort of like magnetically like I'm just well I just thought I'd like come like walk across the room and like talk to you and and I don't know why type of thing into that I'm into that I like that okay that's good yeah I had seen things online they're like they have sharp piercing eyes and like very dark hair and I'm out here I'm like I fill in my eyebrows and I have blonde hair but you know yeah yeah I, I actually hate a lot of 
pop astrology, like most of it, because it's like Scorpios are mean and, you know, Geminis are two faced. And it's like, oh my God, like, get rid. I, <laughs> I know. I, I'm a Scorpio. A I, I'm a Scorpio son and I'm not an axe murderer goth. So, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I think of Scorpios too as, um, and I, I have a lot of Scorpio placements. I think of like conspiracy theorists trying to like dig things up, trying to scavenge, you know, not trusting anything at first sight, that type of stuff. Yeah. Well, okay. So it's actually funny because I didn't want to get into a whole spiel, but when I was talking about your name fluently forward, I was thinking about how it, to me, it's such a Gemini name because it's just like, it, it like defies boundaries. And to me, like the thing about Geminis is they see all sides of everything at every time like that it's yeah. it's not that they're two-faced it's that they just literally can see all sides for better or for worse of everything and sometimes it'll be like their head is like spinning around being like oh my god i see too much and and it's this it's this mutable sign it's just moving around it's this air sign and it's kind of like yeah. it's not really interested in like conventions it's more just like i'm so curious i just need to go here there everywhere and get to the bottom of it I could see also like the twins fluently forward because I'm a Gemini son. And I also think too, like I'm politically independent. I consider myself, I guess, pansexual. I feel like for everything, I'm like, yeah, I could see how it could go either way. And I'll get a little bit involved here and a little bit involved, tip my toe into it there. So definite air sign. Why would I take a hard line on something when I see like the thousands of different aspects of this one, like, you know, thing that you're trying to put me into a box for that. And that to me, like I, I get along really well with Gemini's, but like, that's, that to me is like their best quality. Yeah. So to me, fluently forward is like, it's just, it's so Gemini. And I love that because yeah, we're, we're so sweet. You're really puffing up my feathers right now. I I like this. There's, isn't there something so ASMR? Like when someone's telling you something astrologically about yourself, you're like, ah, it feels good. It feels like a warm (laughs) cup of tea. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I come in so hot with Gemini's because of how I I tend to only hear negative things about them. Uh, like yeah, and I, I know. and I find that so ridiculous and I don't get that. So even like even the whole like oh they're liars. Like I find my Gemini friends even when they're lying, it's like in a fun, cute way. It's like just saying something to say it. And you're like, is that true? They're like, no, I don't know. <laughs> and it's, yes, no, it's, I, it's not I malicious. For fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. Like I called my Gemini friend out for one day. She's like, yeah, I'll just lie through my teeth for no, no reason. But it's not it's nothing like, you know, I'm not damaging people. I just said some shit. <laughs> I tell people all the time that, like, I'm in contact with Q from QAnon. <laughs> I'm definitely not, but, like, I think it's funny because people are like, she she's from QAnon. And I'm like, yeah, like, we text each other. And some people have gotten so worked up over it. I'm like, no, like, I like I do lie on the internet because why not? Sometimes you're in the mood, too, you know? Yes. They're, you guys are troublemakers. But that's fun. Like, that is that is what I like about it. So, yeah, I I, yeah. I take a, I, I go so far in the other direction because I get so pissed off at this constant, like, the most hated Zodiac, either Scorpio or Gemini. And it's like, get, get out of yes. here. Actually, it's Aquarius. Crazy? Just kidding, everyone. Aquarius listeners. <laughs> <laughs> the most hated, uh, per, I'd say the most hated donut looker. <laughs> You know what's worse than a Gemini? Someone who licks a donut. I think that's really fucked up. Ariana Grande. She's a, she, yeah, she's a. Wait, what is she? She's a Cancer with a Libra moon. 
Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. They, yeah. Yeah. They love their food. They love, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they love, they love getting little licks of something, but they yeah. don't like to swallow yeah. it whole. That, everyone knows that about cancer moves. <laughs> they, I'm sorry, they, cancer sounds. They, they flick their tongue out spontaneously. They can't help it. <laughs> it's, it's in the stars. They like literally can't help it. It's a merc- mercurial tendency. Yeah. But, okay, great. So, and if somebody wants to get a reading from you, do they DM you? Do they reach it's, out? Do you got a website? The, the links in the bio. So if you go to okay. um, either my Instagram or TikTok, like I'll, I'll put it in the show notes too. I'll grab it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's um it's all there. So that's where you can find all my stuff. And I don't know about you, but every time I say link in bio, I'm like, who am I? Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, every time you say it, you have to slap yourself in the face, you're like, ah. Link in bio code. It's become whole, code whole thing for I don't know, but but it, that is where it is. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I I feel really good that we have like solved Ellen's problems. I think the next time a scandal happens, you and I need to immediately take to TikTok and just tell someone the craziest solution and see if we can make it go viral cuz I think we could we could have helped people out if we were around back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. If you <laughs> want to take the deranged yet potentially profitable approach, like call us. <laughs> Links and bio. Slide into the DM. The links and bio, baby. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I will let you go. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thanks. And thanks so much for soon. having me. Yeah. Bye, Shannon. Bye. All right. Huge, huge thank you to Emily for coming on the podcast. Please go check out her podcast at It's Become a Whole Thing. And that's uh, mostly what I'm going to leave you guys with today. Oh, only two things to bring, three things to bring up. Number one. If you, like me, think that there's a chance that Taylor Swift and Carly Kloss were definitely H-U-ing and hooking up or things like that, or if you believe in Swift Gron or anything like that, I want to tell you about something that I'm going to be speaking at. It's so funny. It sounds so formal. It's called Gaylerfest. But I'm actually serious. It's like an online conference event that's happening for fellow Gaylers or Kalers or Swiftgrons or anyone in between who's just like interested in this whole idea of like, is Taylor Swift queer? Is there like a queer analysis we can take on her lyrics? So if you go to GaylerSwift.com, you can find some details on this event. It's happening July 23rd to the 24th. I will be speaking on it and doing a little presentation. I'm like, should I put this on my LinkedIn? Does this count as speaker credit? I think I will be doing it July 24th, but they're going to have the agenda when you sign up and everything like that. So if you want to see me give like a full in-depth presentation on all of Taylor Swift's queer blind items throughout the years, head on over to GaylorSwift.com. I'm also like fully taking the weekend to log on and check out every single thing that's happening at the conference. They're going to have like art, uh, panels, presentations, discussions. To me, it's like this is this is my heaven. Second thing I wanted to do was just give another thank you to you guys. Everyone who listens to this podcast really is just like, I, I, I basically like your words and your support mean so much to me. And I've gotten so many messages and a bunch of five-star reviews. I'm trying to like change my podcast office, AKA closet where I record this. So I printed out a bunch of five-star reviews and they're all behind me right now. I'm like adding them to a board. And, um, I got like very misty reading them just because, you know, like, I've always listened to podcasts and there have been so many podcasts where I feel like I know the host and I nod along and I'm like, oh yes, we are agreeing on every single thing. I feel like if I knew her in real life, we would be good friends. 
And a lot of you guys say that about me, and that's just like the sweetest thing ever. So I just wanted you to know that I massively appreciate it, and it makes my day, and thank you for saying that. Um, I don't really know how I can express my thanks, but I can give you a little sneak peek of next week's podcast topic. We are going, and by we, I mean me, it's going to be a solo episode. I'm going to be doing blind items on the TV show Lost. So I loved it. I binged it over quarantine. You know, I'll, I'll save my whole spiel for next week. But yeah, Lost, basically that old school TV show, not super old school, where they're on a plane and it crashes on the island and it's fantastic. Really good blind items. I've already started pulling a lot on Evangeline Lily and we will get on to that next week. So I hope you have that to look forward to. Thank you so much for listening and I hope to see you at Gaylor Fest. And if I don't, I will see you next week for another episode of Fluently Forward. Bye guys. (laughs) 